when it comes to heating up your business, it's all about making more bacon. And that requires an expert with a particular set of skills. You need a Baconologist. Building authentic connections, online networking, through social selling, relationship marketing, mindset and training. Yeah, that's bacon. Get ready, because we're about to fry up a sizzling success strategy. This is the Bacon Podcast with your host and business Baconologist, Brian Basilico. It's a lot of bees, man. Welcome, everybody. I'm your host, Brian Basilico, and this is the podcast where you learn to make your business sizzle online. So are you ready to fry up some new business? Hey, peeps. I am uber excited. I have a great guest. Her name is Andrea Hoffer, and she is with AHA Recruiting Experts. And today we're going to talk about building a team, especially in today's marketplace where People are changing jobs, leaving jobs. It's just crazy out there. So we're going to try to bring some sanity to it. So Andrea, how the heck are you today? Good, Brian. How are you today? Excellent. So you're coming to us from Florida. Yes, South Florida, Boca Raton. Ooh, Boca. Well, at least Boca doesn't have as many alligators as the Everglades. But we're not here to talk about amphibians. We're here to talk about your book and it's called Hire Hire How to Attract, Interview and Grow Your Dream Team. And I'm assuming you're not talking about Michael Jordan, Charles Barkley, all those kind of guys. It's a different kind of dream team, right? Right. Your team for your business. Yeah, that okay. Well, that makes more sense cuz this is a business show, you know. So, the first thing I'd like to do is get to people to know you and kind of talk about your business. How did you get into recruiting and, you know, what, what got you into working in that business? How did you start? Uh, well, my, my story is, a, is very much a circle, which mm -hmm. most recruiting stories are. I actually started in higher ed. I originally, uh, education-wise, got a degree in higher administration and worked on college campuses for over 15 years. And it may not um, be known to most people, but you learn a lot about hiring, working on college campuses. The search sure. process on a college campus is very step-by-step. -step. And when I, when I left higher ed, I opened a spa. I actually purchased a franchise, Massage MB. I had mm. one location, 35 employees. And one day I was like, I can't take the the rotation of people on my team. And, and uh, you know, I was like, I'm not following anything I was taught. We just, somebody would walk in the door, say they want a job. We'd do a quick interview and, you know, we were desperate. So we right. would hire them. And I'm like, this is, this has got to stop. This is, I know much better than this. So I started creating some programs based on my past experience and researching best practices and they started to really work to mm -hmm. the point where other franchisees, other business owners were asking me, you know, how am I doing it? Um, how can I help them? And at the same time, I had this little consulting company where I was doing team development for, for small businesses. And those clients started asking about recruiting help. So eventually we just transitioned the consulting company. I sold the spa. I transitioned the consulting company to full-time recruiting. Mm -hmm. uh, it has a very high consulting coaching component to it. I didn't want to lose that part because that's what's important to me. And, and here we are. We actually changed the name a, a couple of years ago from AHA Business Consulting to AHA Recruiting Experts. 
Excellent. So there are three core takeaways in your book that I'd like to explore before we get started. So what are those? Okay. So the first one is, you know, how to figure out who you need to hire. We, we often know, you know, we need somebody, but mm -hmm. we don't always know what that person needs as far as skills, as far as success traits and um, cultural fit. And then the second takeaway we're going to talk about is how do you even reach these people? How do you mm -hmm. find them and and start to get them in your network? And then the third one is how do you recognize, you know, once you have them and you're interviewing them, how do you recognize if they're the right fit for, mm -hmm. for your culture and your position? You know, a lot of times, like you said, people, you know, they need to figure out who they need to hire. What what's kind of the trigger thing that people see what's the you know perceived problem a company all of a sudden is hiring people and they're not lasting or what are they seeing that says hey we've got a hiring problem we, we're not hiring the right people what is the the thing that's triggering them to say hey i need to fix this one is they start falling back into some of the day-to-day -day operations if it's the entrepreneur if it's the business owner mm -hmm hiring manager where they have to take on responsibilities that are not normally theirs, which then it, it stifles the company because mm -hmm. who's focusing on, on growing the company, who's focusing on, on, you know, meeting that vision. If, if you're, you know, wrapped up in the day to day, I, mm -hmm. I found that with my spa, that was my biggest concern. And then sometimes it's, I just want to grow, you know, like you have enough people you're, you're doing, you know, well, but you don't have enough people to bring in more business and you do have the opportunity to bring in more business. That's a lot of our, our clients where they're like, we're turning away business constantly. Mm -hmm. We don't have time or the resources to find the right people to, to add to our team. So when, when a company reaches that point, it's the old chicken and the egg thing, right? We could do more if we had more people, but if we have more people, it's going to take us a while to do more. So how, what kind of, you know, advice and formula do you give people to say, you know, this is the time when you know that you need to expand your team or grow your team or add specific people into it. Is there any kind of triggers that you see that you can go to a business owner and say, Hey, you know, we think it's too soon or, you know, you're behind the curve here. Well, I'll actually share something my CFO has me do all the time whenever okay. we're adding a recruiter and you know that is to figure out the capacity of a new recruiter or a new team member what they're gonna bring to the plate how much money can you make off of a new mm -hmm. person how much do you need to to pay them and and sometimes it is you have to just take that risk I I, I do it constantly where I know okay we're hiring for a new recruiter we may not have the business at this moment for it Mm -hmm. But here's how many projects I have to close in the next two weeks in order to make, you know, in order to fill that person's plate. So then you just have, you know, then you just focus on the sales and, and you get it done. Sometimes, you know, it might take a little bit longer than you plan. But if, if you're planning to grow it and, the, and you go after business and it comes in and then you have to go out and look for someone, you may end up losing that account. Right. Or, it up. Yeah, it's it's after you get the business might be a little too late. So it, it makes sense probably to talk to you, 
you know, ahead of time to kind of gauge where things are at. How do you get leaders to gain awareness that they need to identify and create a role? So in other words, how do you get them to say, um, you know, we, we have a CMO, but maybe we need a CSO, right? You know, we have a, a chief marketing officer, but maybe we really need a sales, you know, person. Uh, or not just a sales manager, not promote somebody who's your best salesman, the sales manager, but get somebody to actually create the process and structure behind that. I always like starting with the results. And, and actually, the first question we ask our clients is, you know, why does this position even exist? Mm -hmm. you know, if they come to us, and, and sometimes I have to say, send them back to the drawing board, because if they don't know why the position exists, then it's going to be difficult for us to recruit someone and and show them why you know what purpose they have so what we have a, a bunch of questions we ask them and, and one is why does it exist and then it goes even down to what are the results you expect from this position what's mm -hmm. going to happen in a month 60 days and especially 90 days uh, for you to know that this one the person you put in the position mm -hmm. is the results you need but two it was worth it to to make this position absolutely and, and this boils down to usually when i'm doing this i ask you know what's the perceived problem what's the real problem i think we've kind of covered that a little bit but you know still the real problem is maybe the best way to describe this is one of my favorite books is the e-myth revisited right and you know a lot of people and i'm sure you've read it and i'm sure you've handed it out to people and saying you know you're a technician you're an entrepreneur you know it's like those kind of things so i think a lot of times business owners come into a, a business as a technician and, and they don't know how to hire people. Um, they don't understand the, you know, the emotional intelligence. They don't understand the hiring process. They don't understand, you know, the true cost of, of hiring an employee between benefits and training and, you know, all those other things. So what's the when you're hiring somebody, what are the real problems that people have to say, okay, I need to understand this before I even begin the process? You mean when it's their first hire? Well, either the first hire or a new hire. You know, it's like if they've already started hiring people, you know, they hired their buddy, they hired their sister, you know, they've gotten all those people in there, right? You know, and, and now they've kind of extended, they're beyond their friends and now they have to go into the real world and find somebody. So what, what are your best practices to, to say, okay, before you hire the next person, here's some things that you really need to get in place before you do it. We like to take, take our clients through a discovery session. And, mm -hmm. and my book actually outlines the discovery session in a lot of detail, because you can do it yourself very easily. And you're asking yourself a lot of questions, especially if you've had employees in the past or even if you haven't, you can you can think about coworkers you've had in the past or people you've supervised mm -hmm. in other organizations. And we're asking them to think of stories. I'm I'm a big I like using stories. Sure. Because the stories help you to start to formulate that picture you mm -hmm. need. So we'll ask them, picture the best employee, the best team member you've ever had. Uh, and we try to also drill it down if they can think of somebody who, spe who specifically was in this role they're about to hire for. And just, you know, we get them to share as many stories as they can of different employees who, who did very well, who got the results they were looking for, who the way they showed up day to day, their success traits, mm -hmm. 
where is was exactly what this employer, this business owner was looking for, or maybe didn't even know they were looking for. And the more we can get those stories out and pull it out, the better picture we can get of who they need to hire next. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, and we're also going to ask about those bad employees, the ones that just weren't the right fit. How did they show up? And that also gives us a very good picture of what you're not looking for and right. the opposite of what of what you are. And just doing those simple exercises, you'd be amazed, you know, because when the when people first come and they're like, and we say, well, you know, what are you looking for in your next employee? And they'll say things like honesty, they're dependable, they're going to follow through. Right. Great. We're all looking for that. Right. right yeah. Yeah. We don't want, we don't want somebody, we don't want embezzlers. We don't right. want, uh, you know, um, we don't want embezzlers. We don't want people that are going to break everything. And, you know, and we certainly don't want somebody who is an ex, um, you know, cage fighter to come in and start beating everybody up. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, and the more specific you can get about mm-hmm. what you're looking for, and, and we break it down into core values because the, the core values are what everybody in your company follows every day. It's it's your guidebook. It's how you're going to make decisions. It's how you're going to decide if you hire or fire someone. Um, but then in addition to core values, we're going to f- also bring out what are the success traits for this specific position? Mm-hmm. What have you seen in the past, the different traits, the different characteristics that somebody who's been in a similar position in the past that was successful, what did they, how did they show up? Mm-hmm. And to describe them as specific as possible, because then you use this information in attracting the right candidates to your, to your opportunity, but you also use it when you're, when you're screening. And, you know, I will mention so often people will say to us, I want to see at least three or four candidates before I make a decision because they want to compare. They feel like the only right. way decisions compare. And I feel like that's a mistake. I, I, I learned very early on from um, a supervisor who really drilled in the different steps of hiring to me that we're not comparing the candidates to each other, especially not in the beginning. We're comparing it to the profile that we built, the candidate persona mm-hmm. that we built at the beginning of who, who we're looking for. And as long as you're going back to that original persona, then it's easier to make the right decision. Excellent. So I think we've gone through, you know, the first three questions are, what's the perceived problem? What's the real problem? I think we've already talked about the solution. That's, you know, bottom line is you need to have a process in place and you need to understand the avatar of who you're going to hire. And you also need to understand how does that work with the culture of your business? So now we get down to the process and this is where the interviewing I think comes into play. And then also there's another question that comes after the interviewing, which is once you've chosen a candidate on onboarding. So let's go through the interviewing process. Let's talk about that piece of the puzzle and see what, um, you know, see what you have to offer, what your advice is. Okay. I, and it, it ties very much back to that discovery piece. Mm-hmm. So now you've, you've taken the time, you've written stories. And by the way, I'm a big fan of, keeping a log, whether it's electronic or notebook of every time one of your employees does, you know, does something really good that you want to see happen over and over mm-hmm. keep that story, keep that in your log. Cause that will help you in, I mean, of course you want to show you appreciate them too, but it will also help you in the future. That essentially is your answer key. So when you're interviewing, 
the the main thing you always want to do, and it, it takes a little getting used to, but you want to ask for specific examples. Mm-hmm. You want to get as many stories out of these candidates of how they've shown up in the past. And these specific examples you're asking about are situations that normally happen in your type of business and for the position you're hiring for. So you're, um, you know, if it's a customer service position or a position that's around customers and clients a lot, one mm-hmm. of our typical questions is, could you share with us a specific example of a time you were working with a very difficult customer? Mm-hmm. And you'll notice I didn't say, and how did you resolve that? Or, or how did you make them happy? Because that's giving away the answer. Right. Telling them I want a, a positive response. And if there are any job seekers listening to this, you're, you're getting a little cheat sheet to interviewing. <laughs> <laughs> you want to prepare answers where you can say in specific detail how you handled a difficult situation, whether it's with a customer or, or something else. And maybe there wasn't a positive resolution you know mm-hmm. here's what i learned from it and here's what i'm you know um how it changed my behavior going forward so this doesn't happen again so those are some of the things that you're listening for and your answer key is how your really great employees handled similar situations in the past mm-hmm. so the candidates stories i mean obviously they're not going to be exact you don't want answers to be exact um but it's going to be similar you're going to see a similar theme so you're looking for a a pattern in how Mm -hmm. they're answering those questions it's very difficult to lie in detail so the more right (laughs) you know the more you'll you'll get a feel for whether this person can really do what they they say they're going to do yeah, that's that's the takeaway of the day. It's very difficult to lie in detail. That's yeah. great. So what is I think the best way to phrase this is what is your favorite hiring story outcome that just brings a smile to your face? You know, is the one of those success stories where it like it completely exceeded the client's expectations, your expectations, and it was just, wow, this is cool. This is why I get up in the morning. Actually, one of my favorite stories is somebody that I hired for my team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna share because it gets more personal when it's mine, right? Sure. No, absolutely. It makes sense. So one of the first recruiters I brought on, uh, you know, she I started her as a part time recruiter, and I she didn't have a ton of experience, but I mean, she had a good amount of experience recruiting, but not you know a ton of work experience, and she was young, and but I you know I saw something in her and I felt like she would be successful. Man, <laughs> I had no idea the value she could bring to our company. She, in less than a year, I promoted her to our operations manager. She actually runs my company. Wow. Me and, and now has, a, of course, a much higher salary. And she built all of our processes. She came in and every time I taught her something, you know, she documented it and she taught it to others without me even like suggesting it or asking it. She just said, you know, I really think we need to get this down. And it was just, it's just amazing the value she's brought. And I have a lot of team members who just have brought, kicked it out of the park more than I even expected. And I think some of that is I, I give them 
the, the freedom to do that and, mm -hmm. and encourage it. And, and we make it very clear when we're hiring that we, we look for people, uh, you know, like that. I, I'll even give another ex more recent example. We hired a recruiter a month ago and she's doing great. She, the, the recruiting manager kept saying, you know, she's picking things up really quickly. She's doing great. And every Monday we kind of have this all team huddle and during the huddle, we were we were talking about adding Google Ads to our program because we were we've been very successful with lots of different methods, including Facebook ads. And now Facebook has become more of a challenge when it yes. comes to <laughs> lots of things, but especially when you're advertising jobs. And so we wanted to shift money we had budgeted for Facebook to Google, but we had never done it before, <laughs> uh, uh, at least not in house. And I said, well, we're, we're going to have to hire a company to outsource. And, and then the next day, this new recruiter reaches out to me and says, you know, I reached out to my old coworker who used to do all the Google ads for our jobs. And here are some tips he gave me. And I used to do some of it as well. So he, he did, he refreshed me with training. And if you want, I'm happy to run through it with her. And she now is in charge of that part. Awesome. Program. And, I, and I was just like, that tells me. So sometimes it's not, you know, you sit down and you're doing some kind of evaluation. Sometimes it's just some a story like that. It, right. And I'm, you know, stories I feel really tell, tell the tale. Right. <laughs> they tell you. And so that's what tells me, you know, and then, and, and I've had opposite too. I, you know, we still make mistakes. We're not, sure new uh, perfect as much as we want to be <laughs> we try to be um but you know where we've seen recruiters who don't go that you know that extra mile and 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 we know okay they're they're not going to be successful here absolutely so andrea this has been great i appreciate you coming on and i'm sure people are going to want to learn more about you and your book so what's the best way to get a hold of you and find out more about your company and your book? LinkedIn is probably the, the best method. If you just look me up, Andrea Hoffer, uh, you'll, you'll be able to find me on LinkedIn. You can send me a message that way. But I believe we also have my calendar link on the website mm -hmm. too. And if you'd allow me, I'd love to offer a free tool to your, to your audience. Sure, absolutely. Okay, so if they go to AHA Hiring Tools, sorry, so AHA Hiring Tools with an S dot com. Okay. Able to download, it, it's, that's our um, job kit. So it's how to write an irresistible job posting, but it also has worksheets to take you through the discovery process. So a lot of what, it's not everything that's in the book, but it has um, at least gets you started. And then there's a link to our job posting wizard. This is all free. And where once you've done the discovery exercises, don't cheat and try to jump ahead. Mm -hmm. uh, it will take you through step-by-step -step writing a, in a really amazing job posting. And as soon as you hit submit, it will be emailed to you in the correct format. 
Awesome. Well, Andrea, this was awesome. Lots of great info. I'm sure we could talk for another hour easily. <laughs> and uh, I look forward to connecting with you more and, and learning more and following along how the book does and how your community does. But I want to take this moment to say thank you for coming on and dropping some sizzling hot bacon knowledge bombs on my peeps. And I look forward to connecting with you again in the future. Well, thank you, Brian. This has been a lot of fun. I really appreciate it. Thank you for letting us sprinkle some bacon bits into your brains. Want some more? Learn more about this podcast and our guest experts at baconpodcast.com. Have questions? Send them to askbrian at baconpodcast.com. Until next time, keep sizzling. And remember, it's all about the bacon.